What's up and welcome to episode 78 of The Kraken Pod, brought to you by our friends at Weggle Golf. It's a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. The Stanley Cup Finals are here. Yeah, the Kraken aren't in it, but still, it's fun. It's hockey. We're coming to the end. We will discuss, and Joey and I will give our picks. In the Kraken reaction, we officially trust in Ronnie. Ronnie, 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 not Ronnie, Ronnie for a long time. What are the weakest Kraken contracts going into free agency and the draft and the summer and all that stuff? We'll talk about it. Other NHL things going on or hockey things going on. Uh, The Seattle Thunderbirds, Coachella Valley Firebirds in the playoffs. Uh, Hockey Worlds, we'll talk international hockey for a second. Some new action going on with GMs in the NHL. No dumb questions. Can Dave Haxtell lead us to a championship, a Stanley Cup? And then our three stars of the week. Joey and I talk about our personal lives a little bit. So let's get to it. Episode 78 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What is up and welcome to the Kraken Pod. My name is Jeff Januzic. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. How are you, man? I'm good. It's uh, it's really hot. It's very hot in uh, New Orleans. I'm starting to kind of regret like the flow that I have going on, like the hockey player flow, because I'm yeah. starting to get sweaty the second I step out the door. But I've been good, man. Laying low, working a lot, watching a lot of like season finales of TV shows that are starting to wrap up. Like Succession is done, Barry is done, uh, Ted Lasso. They wrapped up their last season. I haven't actually seen that episode yet, but like that's about to be done. Um, so I've I've just been lame, man. I've been working a lot, watching a lot of uh, television. Like the uh, like the nerd that I am. What's been up with you? Um, let's see. We're thick in the in the summer schedule. So mm-hmm. with the kids, um, it's been uh, basically we have to understand this schedule for the next like two months, three months, uh, two two months really of what's going on. So it's like a lot of you know we got a babysitter here, we got a camp over here they got to go to, we got an art thing they got to go to. There's swim, so it's like getting into the uh, craziness of the summer schedule between you know my wife's work, my work the kids getting them to all the different places and arranging all the things. There's just so much happening. So it's really just been a lot of like, Ooh, man. Uh, we went to the beach for Memorial day, which was awesome. Um, so anyway, it's been the summer schedule is starting to sort of solidify. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been really just kind of hanging out and I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about the Stanley cup finals. You ready to talk about it? Yeah. I have to quick question. What did you drink on the beach? Did you have a Baja blast? Jaeger bombs? Were you were you a good husband and uh, didn't partake in any of that, so you didn't get yelled at in front of your uh, in laws and kids? No, they they loved it. They all loved the drink. Um, so uh, I did not do Jaeger bombs. Good. I, I actually I disappointed, actually but good. I didn't drink much at the beach at all. Like we only we spent I think two we went two days to uh, to the beach. And one day I had a uh, beer and like a high noon and that was it. Um, and, th- that, but you know, made up for it in the evenings, you know, some wine, all that good stuff. So anyway, I, I just actually enjoyed just, I didn't drink at the beach. We just hung out, chill with the kids. It was, nice. it was nice. So, okay. Okay. You know, all right. But like I said, I, I, I did, we are on a streak though. I, I, I did, I did go 
you know, our weekday schedule of not having a, a drink or a glass of wine. Um, that's typically how we roll my wife and I, but we mm-hmm. did, we did end that for, we had a consecutive streak going cause it's summertime, you know what the hell? So you gotta justify your actions to me. I was by myself last night, just pounding Topo Chico's playing uh, the last of us two for like the third time. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. There you go. <laughs> All right. You want to talk a uh, Stanley cup final into predictions of what's going on? Yeah, by the way, too, we will, um, and, and this kind of leads into the finals here, is we will solidify a more consistent summer schedule. So I'm just, I'm also not only saying that to you listening, but I'm also saying to uh, Joey for that as well. Uh, we'll, we'll solidify our consistent schedule for the summer now that we're kind of figuring this out. But yes, we're cool. recording this. It's Friday morning. It is June 2nd, and the Stanley Cup finals start on Saturday, uh, yep. 8 o'clock Eastern. It is the Florida Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And two, uh, I think, you know, different teams, um, two different paths to get to the Stanley Cup finals. Super exciting. Um, there's so much to think about here. I, I'm just going to keep it simple and say this is my gut says the Golden Knights. Hmm. My heart says the Florida Panthers. I don't know which way to go just yet. My gut and my heart says Florida. And this is not because I have like, you know, the Las Vegas hate or anything like that. I'm just legitimately going with Florida. And the reason why I'm going with Florida is because there is no reason for me or anyone who has been rooting for them in the playoffs at any point. Cause I definitely, you know, I picked Carolina over them, whatever, but there has been no reason for me to jump off the wagon. In fact, I think there's more room on the wagon for Florida because if you look at, the teams that they beat in order to get um, to this point. Uh, obviously, Boston, who they took care of in seven, uh, Toronto and Carolina, they only lost one game between Toronto and Carolina combined. They had a they had a harder path in order to get to the final. They handled business. At no point on that path did they ever have home ice. Like, this is a team, and they're not going to in this series either. Saturday night, they're playing in Las Vegas. Um, this is just a team that, dude, they are battle-tested. They're on a heater. Bob Rofsky is playing, like, the best hockey of his entire career, which is saying a ton because he's won the Vezina fucking twice, earmuffs. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, as good as Vegas is, I just have to go with the hotter team, the team that's been more tested. They're not afraid of anybody. They're going to hit the ice every night. And they're not, they're going to go out there being like, we're, we're not only going to beat them, but like this cup is ours. And I just have to roll with a team like that. No, I love it. You know, Bobrovsky is, he's just the goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been, you know, the Carolina series was really, every game was very tight. Um, Florida has been super, you know, they've been lucky. Like they're an amazing team. They're not taking anything away from them, but they've had a lot of luck go their way, which is what you need a hot goalie and luck. And just everybody on the team, you know, working their ass off. Uh, that's what you need to win a Stanley Cup. You know, the the Golden Knights, I think, aren't getting a lot. They, now, they are they are favored uh, yes. in this series, right? Yes. So, they're favored. Las Vegas favors Las Vegas, shockingly enough. I also, too, I don't <laughs> I don't like the, the Saturday night in Las Vegas game one Stanley Cup finals. That we already know, you know, much to my chagrin, that the golden Knights have an amazing atmosphere in their arena, which I don't even know what it's called. What is, what's the arena called? I don't know, but it reminds me of like, uh, in the cable guy when they went to like medieval jousting with like the, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. And, um, 
Good reference. Thank so you. like, and also too, they're so they're deep, you know, like they're really deep. All four lines can, can do great things. I think the difference is Sergei Bobrovsky has got to stand on his head and mm-hmm. he's got to take the series. I think that's the difference. So my heart really, I just really want Florida to win. I love the story. I just think that's so awesome. I mean, they almost didn't make it into the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah. I think it was Chicago beat Pittsburgh to keep them out. And like, that was the, like that was one game, like the Thank last God. game of the season got them in mm-hmm. and they're on this roll. But I feel like, I feel like even though Las Vegas favors Las Vegas, that they're a little underrated by everybody else. And I don't know. My gut says the Golden Knights, but I really want Florida to win. I feel you on that. I've been hating on Las Vegas a lot, and it's a, it's a lot of fun to do so. I have to give them credit in like one particular area, and that's also in goalie. Um, Aiden Hill has been fantastic for them. He had never played in a single playoff game um, until this season, second round against Edmonton. They had an injury. He comes in in game three. Since then, seven and three in the playoffs with a 2.07 goals against average. He has over a 0.930 save percentage. I think it's like a 937. Um, so you talk about, I mean, you you have this guy, you know, that they really just kind of threw in there hoping it would work. I remember when he came in that game against Edmonton, we were talking about on the podcast. I'm like, dude, I don't know how I feel about this because they're going against, you know, like what the top scoring team in the NHL and they were able to handle business. He has been amazing. I'm curious to see how he plays, um, you know, in this series because everything is on the line now. But it, it looks like for a guy that's never played in the playoffs ever, he's more than comfortable. He's more than capable. We are a pro goalie podcast. So to see the matchup between Hill and Bobrovsky is going to be great. But I think, and flipping it on its head now, negative aspect, the the Golden Knights PK is is miserable, like a 63%. When they entered the playoffs, they were like the ranked 14 out of 16 teams that were playing in the playoffs. I think that's an area that Florida can really expose them. And if you're and if I'm looking at a guy, um, you mentioned luck with the Florida Panthers. What rhymes with luck, Jeff? Kachuk. And that's a dude I'm looking at that like I love, I know you love, and you've been shouting him out all the time because like, dude, he's so good and he just has, I think that it's not just his play on the ice, but I think his mentality and like his, you know, his, uh, his lack of fear and just going at anybody. I think that that is contagious to the rest of the Florida team and they really feed off that. So if he goes out there and he plays like that against, uh, against Las Vegas, it's going to be really tough for them to beat him. I, I, I agree. I agree on all things. I think, um, you know, Barkov is going to have a, 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 a series, a Stanley Cup series. So mm-hmm. I want to say, like, whoever wins game one, you know, wins the series. But then again, the Florida Panthers find a way to win. So, yeah, I, I could. The only thing I hope for, uh, and I always kind of hope for this uh, whenever my team's not in it, is we get a game seven overtime. Interesting. You mentioned that. Uh, you mentioned that. You want to go into uh, our official predictions right now? Which, by the way, you and I have not talked about yet. We have not talked about this like off the podcast. I have no idea what you're going to pick. Do you want to go predictions? I want to hear yours. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict that the Panthers win in seven. Uh, and that, and I don't. I'm going against my gut. I don't like it. Like my my. Mm. Even though I don't like the Golden Knights at all, I'm. I'm my gut tells me to pick the golden Knights, but I don't want it. So I'm just gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna say Florida wins in seven. Uh-huh. 
Well, this is horrible podcasting material, and I'm tempted to pivot just so you and I can have like an ongoing bet. I actually have Florida in seven. <laughs> that was my prediction going into. <laughs> I want, first off, like we're being selfish hockey fans. Of course we are. I feel like an only kid right now, like on Christmas. I just want it all. I want seven games. I want this series to go as long as humanly possible. I want to be, I want to be entertained. Um, so yeah, I'm going seven, but I am, I am picking Florida, man. That's where my gut has been. That's where my heart has been. So I'm going to ride with them until the wheels fall off on this, on this Florida Panthers wagon. Awesome. Okay. We'll see. I mean, it's so, so close to picking the golden Knights, but I just can't do it. One of us should have switched it up and just been like Vegas and four clean sweep. (laughs) That's that is true. I'll I'll switch my pick. I'll switch my pick. I'll say Vegas and six. Six There you go. All right. Las, Las Vegas and six. Okay. I don't like it. And what's weird is I don't there's I don't dislike anybody on the team. I don't dislike anybody on the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I just don't like the team. I don't I don't know if it's the jerseys. I don't know. Anyway. Their jerseys are ugly as shit, by the way. And I'm so tired of uh Vegas Golden uh Golden Knight fans like defending their team when it comes to unis. Like I get the whole like being Could a homer been. thing, but like objectively like outside looking in your unis are ugly as shit i'll give you the home ice i'll give you all the theatrics and the atmosphere and all of that stuff your sweaters are trash and i call them sweaters because as everyone knows i'm a longtime hockey fan you are a noob you call them jerseys whereas i am old school born and raised in detroit shout out to detroit red wings it is true. You know, exactly, you, no, you're exactly right. Flip, we're flipping the script, literally. And I love it. I love it. The only thing I'll give the Golden Knights, I do like the golden accents, but they really, I, I'll give them a six out of 10 on the jerseys. I think they could have done way better. I'm okay with the Golden Knights uh, nickname, but they could have done so much better in the jerseys. And I think there's a lot of room to improve, you know, in eight years when they finally flip the, the logo around a little bit. So, anyway. yeah, honestly, overall, I am not a fan of this uniform matchup. In the finals, I just think it's kind of an ugly matchup on both sides. But Pan- you know, I do I- like the Panthers' updated logo. You know, uh, that that newer sort of style. I actually, I actually like it a lot. I've always kind of yeah. liked that Panthers color scheme and all that sort of stuff. Actually, I need to go dig in my attic. I think I have an old school Florida Panthers jersey. I don't know if, if I have it or not. I've mentioned it before, but I will go today and get it out. So please do, please yeah. do, and if you do, uh, take a video. And yeah, I like their. I do like their color scheme. I do like the updated logo. It's like when the Seahawks made the Seahawk on the helmet just like look a little bit angrier. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. Like just a yeah. little bit of tweaking, but like yeah. keeping it OG. Yeah. Um, I just want a little bit more. I don't know. I just, uh, the uniform matchup isn't the best for me, but whatever. I'm taking Florida and seven. That's where I'm, that's what I'm going with. Okay. All right. There you go. So I think we should, uh, you know, we'll enjoy the Stanley cup finals, uh, but there is some Seattle Kraken news that we have to talk about. Well, I was nervous about this a little bit uh, that when they announced that there's going to be a big press conference. I, I didn't see it coming, but, you know, now that I know the news. Anyway, let's get to it. Here is your Kraken reaction. So it is official. We can trust in Ronnie Francis for another, I don't know how many years. What's the math here? 20, 2027, 2028. The next and five years he's with the team. And looking at those numbers, it's like, man, we're living in the future. That is weird to see on on, <laughs> on our notes. Anyway, Flying so Mars and Ron Francis with the Seattle Kraken. That's, that's what the right. future looks like. Yeah, that's right. There's only one AI. When AI takes over the all the rest of the NHL teams, Ron Francis will still 
be fighting off robots to control the Kraken, and I love it. So future predictions: World War Three. Yeah, yeah, I'm super jacked and tan. Yeah, and Ron Francis is the general manager of the Seattle Kraken. You you're gonna get jacked and tanned? Oh, dude, I've been working on it hard. Yeah, cool. All right, all right. I need to get. I need to cut. You know, I mean, I get into a cut. So maybe we can like hold each other accountable for a cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I lost. I lost nine pounds just starting to work out. Shit. I know. I went. I went from two fifteen to two oh six. Man, I'm about to try out for the crack in the off season. <laughs> Look at this, dude. You, we need a defenseman. <laughs> we need a bit. We need a hard hitting defenseman. That's what we it's need. A thirty eight year old guy who takes one shot to the knees and I'm crippled. Yeah. <laughs> Never skated. You go. All right. So details. Details on Ron Francis. We got him. Yes. He he's he's been phenomenal. We make jokes all the time, but he just has really drafted an amazing team. He's built a machine, um, and he just continually does that, does that. He does that whenever he goes anywhere. And we're so glad to have him with the Seattle Kraken. He's so good at his job. We can't even talk. Does he nope. do things? Does he does things? I don't he know. Do yeah, I did not know this. He's actually already been with the organization for four years because he was hired by Seattle two years in front of the expansion draft in 2021. So all of those, like those wheels of the Kraken, of the Kraken wagon were put into motion um, you know, way before anything was announced. And like, you know, under his watch, he's like, he's done a number of things. He obviously, you know, he had a very, um, a very explicit game plan kind of going in into the expansion draft. And honestly, everything has kind of worked out in his favor. For the most part, he avoided star power in the draft. He prioritized draft picks and cap space. He goes in on talent when it makes sense for, you know, for the organization examples, Andre Burakovsky and Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, and also he hired, you know, Dave Haxtell and the first year, and we'll get into this in no dumb questions. We questioned that a lot because, you know, Haxtell didn't have the best tenure in Philly. Philly fans were chirping us a lot being like, Oh, you guys, uh, you guys enjoy that one. In fact, like, I think there was like a game in Philly where they were cheering and they were cheering because we took uh, Dave Haxtell off their hands. But Everything that he's done for the Seattle Kraken so far has worked. He's built for the long term. He's drafted Matty Beneers. Um, Shane Wright fell into our lap. We have 10 picks in this upcoming draft. Um, I think the next order of business is he has to sign Vince Dunn, the Dundertaker. In fact, when they announced uh, that press conference, I was like, oh, shit, do we need to get the Dundertaker shirts ready? Because I think this might be happening. Um, something that I really liked here, and it was a, it was a quote from the Kraken, a co-owner, Samantha Holloway, And this was around uh, his extension. The quote was, he has built a tremendous team, putting Seattle hockey on the map. He is building for long-term success, and he is dedicated to our city, our fans, and our community. That is what Ron Francis echoes. Like, the dude is a hockey legend. I have a couple of notes on that really quick. But, man, I just – I love everything he's done. I trust in the Ron father, WWRD, what would Ronnie do? And Ron Francis, we trust. Like, the guy is just – he, you know, he's like the puppet master, man. He's like, uh, you know, he's got his fingers up in the air and he's just uh, messing with the organization and all the things are falling into place. This off season, I am so fucking pumped, man, because I think that Ron, Ron has a lot of wiggle room to make. Sorry, there's an, there's a police are coming for me. So we have to wrap this up. Um, yeah, I just, you know, my tip the- came through. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him a tip. Bye. You're the only one using Crime Stoppers in 2023. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, man. I did between the cap space and the draft picks, and the you know the obvious needs for the team. I'm really excited for this offseason because, again, in last episode, I think the Kraken are a year or two ahead of kind of where they are projecting. I think it's a very good thing. 
And I think that if, uh, you know, there's a free agent out there or two that makes sense, I think the Ron father is going to make some shit happen. So moving into talking about things that Ronnie has to talk about, think about, you know, in the off season, we've got, you know, the, the draft is coming. We've got to do the, uh, uh, What's the word here? We got to do the free agency. All he's got oh, so much stuff going on. Macarena. What do we have to do? Yeah, no, he's definitely doing the Macarena. Um, the Kraken's weakest contracts mm-hmm. in 2023. Right? Yes, we got to obviously we got to we got to lock up Vince Dunn. So he's a free agent. So we got to get him. Um, yes, but what are the weakest contracts? What else is Ronnie worrying about? So this is really interesting, and I think it's going to be like a little bit of a point of contention. But the Athletic put out basically. Um, an article on every single team who the weakest contractor, you could look at it as the weakest player on that team was from the 2022, 2023 season. And the, and according to the, to uh, you know, these numbers, it was actually Alex Wenberg and the runners up were Jaden Schwartz and the big rig. Now we're not saying that these guys are going to get cut. We're just saying that the athletic had a piece out and they kind of broke down why these guys were technically the weakest on the team. And to give them credit, in front of the in front of the article, they said Seattle did not have any skaters who played at a concerning level relative to their contract. The three players on our list that I just mentioned uh, didn't miss the mark by much, which you know is great because this is a way of basically saying, "Hey, uh, Seattle's done a really good job of putting themselves in a position where even the guys that underperformed relative to their contract, it wasn't overwhelming like it was for a lot of other teams." Um, the reason why they named Wenberg as a number one guy as far as, you know, weakest contract for the Kraken is because he only had 38 points on the season. When it comes to uh, two-way metrics, he wasn't the best. He was second worst five-on-five expected goals among all Kraken forwards. And he was only one of two forwards with the team who got outscored on when we were playing five-on-five. We were the best five-on-five team uh, throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire season for the most part. And the only other forward was also on the list was Jaden Schwartz. Wenberg's contract is three years, 13 and a half million. All of that is guaranteed. Uh, the money that we are owed him next year, as far as the cap, it goes is four and a half million dollars. My only gripe with this list is they did not take into a fat, uh, into account how goddamn handsome he is. Because if we're looking at, if we're looking at hotness rating, I'm putting Alex Wenberg top three in the entire NHL. So if we're talking contracts and what he contributes to the team, do they not see all the posts from the Seattle Kraken admin of Wenberg walking in with a fresh Starbucks and a, a, cu- a cup of Joe in his hand and a nice suit on, like a nice custom suit, thinks that $13.5 million. I'm just saying, the dude's handsome as hell. You got to take that into account when we're talking team because when we're, you know, it, it brings a lot of uh, attention to the organization. You know, I think that brings up something that we have to deal with as Kraken fans. We fell in love, even you know, more in love with this team this season with this magical run and all the great things they did. Is they are not going to be the same team at the start of this next season, and mm-hmm. we have to deal with these sorts of things. Like you know, we love Wenny; he's awesome, but like he could be gone. There could be some big names that might go away. You just don't know. Um, you know, a lot of things could go down. So you have to prepare yourself that one of your favorites or somebody who's a role player on the team that we love, somebody's not going to be there and we're going to have some fresh faces too. So that brings something up. I think that's, you know, good. Will it be Wendy? Who's going to go? What's going to happen? You know, I, I, I don't know, but there's yeah. so much that's going to happen over the next few months. I'm super pumped and super excited. So Ronnie will figure it out and we trust in him with that new uh, five-year deal. So I'm pretty pumped. Um, I'm going to say something too. I was just looking at other like Seattle Kraken news before we move on to other stuff. 
mm-hmm. and I'm putting this out there, is next Wednesday, the 7th, is the Kraken gear sale. Like, the, yeah, they sell their shit. Um, and it's like team use stuff. And it's not signed or anything like that. It's actually, you know, it's meant for like people to go buy equipment to use. Uh-huh. Um, now, it's exclusive for Kraken Hockey League members and then season ticket members. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is I, I really need some new hockey gloves just to screw around with out in the driveway. Okay. I want to put a, a call out to any Kraken pod members and I'll tweet about this is if you're going to this, this Kraken gear sale that's happening on Wednesday, the seventh, it's, um, it's happening at the, uh, Iceplex. And I would really be interested in having somebody cause you can't do it online, but like physically maybe try and score some gloves from somebody um, uh-huh. and I'd pay them back. So, Wednesday, June 7th, if anybody's going to the season cracking the 22-23 season cracking gear sale at the Iceplex, please let me know because I'm interested in uh, having you be my agent. I'll throw, in a, I'll throw in a $5 fee for your work. So, I like that. A little commission on, on the top there. Yeah. Is talk. that a $5 fee per item purchase or an overall $5 additional commission? Yeah, because I only want one item. No, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I used to, so... Uh, Back in the day, I used to work at, remember the played against sports? Remember that? Yeah, I do place? remember. Yeah. So I used to work at one and the one that in Metro Detroit that I worked at, like the owners were tight with the Red Wings and we used to get their gear from, mm. so it was, we'd always have the sale where we'd sell their gear. They did, the teams didn't host the sales like a lot of them do now, like the Kraken do. So we would get, I would, I would like, you know, before the store opened, I'd get to play with all the shit, which is awesome. Like from Dino Cicerelli and all, all the guys, you know, I'm like, Oh man, this is awesome. Like really neat. So that's how I learned that Dino Cicerelli, who's a legend in the NHL for a lot of reasons, he has his, his two, his feet are different sizes, like by two, two sizes. So by two sizes. Yeah. Something like one was a size seven and one was like a size nine. It's like crazy, but like, like a it, club foot situation going on, something like that. I don't know. Never seen his feet, but I just knew that like, it was really weird how that worked. So it's kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Hey, speaking, uh, this is kind of off topic, but on topic, you mentioned uh, the Kraken ice plex. I was just thinking about like the ice and climate pledge arena. We have to shout out Kraken pod uh, fan member, Melissa. And I'm so bad at last names. Jeff, help me out here. I think, isn't it? Polish? Oh, Podes- yeah. Podes- what was your Podet- Podesca, I think, is what we guessed. What I guessed. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I know what you're going to say, though. No. So, yeah. So, she went to Climate Pledge Arena, and I, they have a really cool thing where it's like paint the ice, and they let, you know, fans of the team, they can show up and they can paint the ice. And she painted Crack and Pod Fam on the ice and sent a photo of it. I completely forgot about it until you just um, until you just mentioned ice and all that stuff. And I was like, dude, I completely – yeah, that's uh, that was just an awesome, an awesome photo uh, for us to receive. I, I can't speak for you, but I think we're on the same page here. I never get tired of seeing that shit. Whether oh. that's somebody painting crack and pod fam on the ice at climate pledge arena, or there's somebody in the stands at climate pledge or even an away game. And they're rocking like a beers for veneers shirt. Um, and they're sending us a photo from, I mean, that stuff is just so freaking cool. So please like, don't stop sending us, all of your photos, videos, whatever. Uh, Caitlin, Crack and Pod, longtime Crack and Pod fan member, like one of the OGs. Like she did like a whole unboxing of like our mugs and stuff that we sent her. So I, I love that stuff. Like the support really means a ton. So y'all keep yeah. that stuff going, especially in the off season, because we're going to keep grinding away at this podcast for you. Absolutely love it. 
and I agree. And thank you for that. So a um, couple of quick notes too: the Seattle Thunderbirds and the Coachella Valley Firebirds, the, the Thunderbirds moved on to the Memorial cup where all the leagues come together and the champions of like, they're the champion of the Western hockey league. So then yeah. they, they are playing the, the Kamloops uh, Blazers. Right. Um, and it's a, it's a, the first round of this four team tournament is like the Olympics, right. Where they, they compete for, for points. So, uh, yeah the top two move on to the championship or whatever it is. So uh, mm-hmm. the, the Thunderbirds currently uh, finished the round Robin, what two and one, two and one. Mm-hmm. So they should, they should, I don't know. I don't know what the rest of it. Did you look at the stats for the rest of the standings for the Memorial cup? They are advancing to the semifinal. Uh, their last game was on Wednesday. They beat the breaks off the Kamloops Blazers, which is funny because that's the host team because they're playing in Kamloops, British Columbia. They beat them six to one. Jared Davidson and Jordan, uh, Jordan Gustafson, uh, they scored eight seconds apart in the second period. Like if it were prison rules, like they basically made Cam Loops like their bitch. Um, <laughs> it was a great game. They're moving on to the semifinal. They finished the round robin two to one, uh, two and one, like you just mentioned. They'll all, their only loss was to the Quebec Remparts, and they lost. And that was a two one loss on Monday. So yeah, shout to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Those games are still being televised. We are seeing your tweets about them. We're talking about them on the podcast. We love the Thunderbirds. They're supportive of the podcast. They follow us. They've shared our stuff. So uh, shout out to them. Um, yeah, but it's been a lot of fun to watch, and they're playing in the semifinals. So that'll be that'll be really cool. Now the Firebirds too, still killing it. So like again, uh, we've got so much good hockey uh, in Seattle and also in the Seattle pipeline. Um, they are in the thick of it right now in the playoffs. Uh, in is this? It's the AHL. I keep forgetting it's the AHL. But how yes, are they doing? AHL. Um, they're doing pretty fantastic, man. This Western conference finals has been really, really good. So again, they're playing the, uh, Milwaukee admirals. Uh, we had a crack and pod fan member who was actually on the road in Milwaukee pro Joey pod holding it down. He had a sign for Joey Decord, which I freaking love. It's a best of seven series right now. It's two and two. And the, what the old, uh, what's the old sayings that a series doesn't start until the home team loses. Well, if that's the case and this series has not freaking started because the home team has won every single game, uh, game five, which is really pivotal, um, will actually be played in Milwaukee. That game is on Saturday. So two, two series, Western conference finals, uh, Coachella and uh, Milwaukee are just taking turns uh, beating the crap out of each other. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. I think Coachella can still uh, manage to pull it off, but they're going to have to get a road win. I'm actually predicting Coachella uh, Valley to win Saturday um, and be the first team to win away and flip that series and then go back to Coachella Valley. All right, let's go. We need to, we need a win there. That'd be great. Love seeing it. Uh, a couple other hockey notes is the hockey world's just wrapped up. Um, mm-hmm. Canada beat Germany in the gold medal game. Um, you know, Canada, whatever. Uh, but Germany, it's the first time they medaled, uh, or at least got that far since like the sixties or something like that. Um, no grew on the team, but, um, they did really well. So the German squad to do well in international hockey, that's, that's pretty big news. Other big news. Uh, number one is the U S team. Good news. USA hockey still sucks. Um, but good news for Latvia. Latvia um, basically beat the U.S. and then they went on to win the bronze medal in in this. And it's the first ever really. It's it, according to like people in Latvia, like what I've read. Wow, you're on that, Latvian news. That's where I'm you're on, at yeah, right now? dude. I'm so, it's, it's not even like the full off season yet. It's getting fucking weird. You should see my Twitter feed. It's all Latvian news. Um, 
No, but it's like it, this is like their um, miracle on ice moment. Like this is their it's like the biggest, most historic thing in Latvian sports history to be this because it's it's their it's their national game. And this is the biggest win ever for Latvian hockey. They on Monday because they uh, they won the bronze over the weekend on Monday. The government voted to shut down the country. Mm-hmm. It was a national holiday on Monday. Everybody got the day off and they partied all day in the streets. So I thought wow. that was kind of cool that Latvia um, crushed it at the Hockey Worlds. And I also thought it was not cool that Team USA has said, get their shit together. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired of this. We've got too much shit going on. Most of our best hockey players are in the NHL now. So like the pipeline that we've got is sucking or something. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Who's coaching this? shit house what's up all right anyway moving on cool uh, uh the other thing that's kind of interesting is like this kyle dubas uh who was the gm for the leafs yes um you know a couple weeks ago it was a big fiasco where like he basically played chicken in the press with with brendan shanahan who's the president of hockey hockey ops he's like bet you won't fire me yeah he was like you know i'm not sure if i'm gonna come back i'm it was a long season it was kind of crazy and and um brendan shanahan heard that press conference and was like yep uh he's going and they they agreed to part ways. So Brent Shanahan said, "Oh, if you have doubts, then you're out of here." Yeah. Um, and the rumor was that, oh, well, because he's he's got a deal already set up um, with the Penguins. Sure enough, yesterday uh, they announced Kyle Dubas as the new Pens. Uh, he's the president. I think he's the president of Hockey Ops. Anyway, it's he's not the GM. He's he's the vice president of hockey operations or the president of hockey operations. Anyway, long story short is, but there's like some investigations into this sort of shit. So like, there's some drama. So we have a lot of cool hockey shit going on over the summer, but there's also drama. So watch this Kyle Dubas situation because it's going to be interesting. Because you know Toronto. I mean, obviously uh, Toronto is going to be pissed off. They love being pissed off about hockey. So watch out for that. So there you go. Uh, I did not know there was a bunch of drama. I just pictured him like getting the boot from Toronto and he gets like a, like a jar of syrup as a consolation gift. Um, no, I did not know any of that stuff. It sounds like, um, I'm guessing the drama is from, he might've had things in place with the penguins before things were official with Toronto. Is that where the drama is coming from? Um, it's just like the whole situation with, with them, you know? So like, I don't, I don't really, the drama is yes. It ended poorly. He, um, couldn't get him there. I think everybody's mad in Toronto and he, he didn't have enough control over the team is what the rumor is. Like he didn't have enough, like Brendan Shanahan screwing around with the team. Everybody's you know tinkering, which is why I think he got this penguins job or wanted the penguins job because he has got a bigger role. So he's going to be like the guy who can actually do all the things that he wants to do. So he wants to be like the Ron father. Everyone wants to be like the Ron father. And he was like, Ron Francis, you know, he played in Pittsburgh for a long time. He's a legend here. How can I be like him? Well, you can't, you know, you just can't, but I, you know, kudos to him for trying. Uh, That's interesting. We'll definitely have to have to follow along with that. All right, so DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to throw some bets down on these Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to do a bunch of different stuff, but it's also two NBA Finals going on. Um, the the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, won that first game last night, which is pretty Beat cool. The so crap out of the Heat. Yeah, last night. they are going to crush them. Um, but you know, DraftKings Sportsbook, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and the NBA, um, their official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, you can make as a new customer a five dollar pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, 
everyone can score. No sweat, same game parlay bets um, during the NBA playoffs. Uh, open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in. Place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bet, a bet back up to $10. And there's all these other awesome deals, too, for like the NHL. They throw out awesome like boosts and this sort of stuff. So it's fun. It makes it super fun. You can bet whatever you want. It's super safe. I love it. Download the app now. Sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Restrictions do apply. You got to be 21. You know, some states you can't do this thing. You can't mess with it. I was in Florida, uh, and I couldn't place any bets in Florida, um, you know, for a couple of days. So there you go. So see our, our show notes for details. I love that you're in Florida on family vacation, just continually trying to throw bets down. Absolutely, man. <laughs> throw, I like throwing down dollar bets. It's fun. It's um, like that. Uh, it's like that meme where, like the where the man and woman are lying in bed, and she's like, "Oh, he's probably thinking about other women right now." And you're like laying over on your side, looking at your phone, being like, "Yes, oh no, Vegas minus one thirty five to win the series." Yes. <laughs> too much time thinking about it. Yeah. No dumb questions. No dumb questions is where we will ask and answer any question that you have. If you're sitting there stressing about it, you don't know the answer to it. You can't find the answer. Ask us. Other podcasts will judge you for not knowing everything. We never do. And we put it in a segment called No Dumb Questions. So what is this week's No Dumb Question? Question, Joey. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right. Uh, Kraken pod fam, uh, Jared Ostrader, who has hit us up with a ton of questions, but this is a, this is a really good one. I didn't even have to put notes on it because I know that you and I can just openly talk about it. But the question is, do y'all remember the, Hey, I threw the y'all in there. That's just what we do. He didn't say that. Do you, do you remember <laughs> the hate that Haxtell got last year? Do you still think he deserves the hate? And do you think he can lead us to a Stanley Cup? Jeff, uh, please uh, lead the discussion. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Yes, I do. I'm, I've, he deserves he's built, the hate. He's, no. He's built, a, <laughs> he's built an awesome culture. He's got the room. Like, they're tight. Obviously, they're a good group. Like, the locker room figured it out. He gutted out wins. He figured out how to strategize with this team. I think he's a great... Uh, a perfect leader for this group. I think it's not on on him. I'm not worried about him helping mm-hmm. us to lead to win a Stanley Cup. It's the right pieces. And um, you know, I'm so excited for this offseason because I think they need some more toughness. I, I want to see some more. Um, I want to see it maybe on defense. I'm looking at defense. I want somebody who is either big, bruising, hard hitting, scary. Right. I want one of those or mm-hmm. another offensive defenseman. We all know right. you want Jamie Ben. You can just go ahead and say Jamie Ben. I do not want Jamie Ben. Uh, he's one of those guys. I'll say he's one of those guys you'd love to have on your team. I don't want him. Um, he's old and he's he's washed up, obviously. Which is anyway. So long story short, is I'm just gonna say yes. I, Dave Haxtell is the guy until he's not. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, winning solves everything, right? Or winning. I mean, when it comes to sports, it's kind of just how it's always been. Last year, you know, we were openly very critical of Haxtell. We were certainly not the only ones. It's not like we were like, hey, here's some original content. Dave Axel fucking sucks. Like we were not like it's not like that wasn't being shared everywhere else. And I don't want to say deservedly so. But I mean, it was a year where there was 
you know, that not only was the team not fully formed, it was their first every year as an organization. There were a ton of injuries. I mean, shit, we lost turbo for the entire year. That was a massive blow to the team. Um, and you know, we kind of just had to like patch together these guys and just go through the rest of the season, but seeing what he has done with a complete roster, uh, you know, what was it like the 40 point or whatever, uh, turnaround having a hundred point season and all that stuff. Like I can't doubt the guy anymore. Do I believe that he can lead the Kraken, you know, to a Stanley cup? Absolutely. Because for me, it's not just, uh, Dave Haxtell, it's obviously the Ron father and everyone else around him. And I just believe that this organization top to bottom has been built so well and everything has been so strategic. Again, Ron Francis was brought in two years before the team even had their freaking expansion draft. So everything has been very intentional. Everything is very purposeful. It's like that scene in the 40 year old virgin, uh, where he's talking to his coworker and he's like, you see my face. You think this happened by accident? Like nothing with the Seattle Kraken has happened by accident. Um, and it's just, it's been great to see. And I think because he has that support in place, um, I can see him being very successful with the team. It is a robbery that he was not a top three finalist for coaches of the year in the NHL, by the way, which is really funny. I mean, we yeah. went from hating on Dave Haxtell to like screaming from the top of a freaking mountain that he was robbed as not even being a finalist. And I really do think that he was robbed um, in regards to that. But yeah, man, the answer is yeah. Winning solves everything. I like the team. Um, I like the organization around him. Um, and I just think it's, uh, overall positive vibes only. So I'm roll, I'm rolling with hack. Yeah. I, I, I roll with hack. So we, you know, we trust in Ron, we roll with hack. Is that what we say? Trust in Ron and roll with hack. And I have a really, really quick story. That's kind of uh, personal that ties that ties into, uh, the Ron father. Long story short, my sister has a client. I won't say what line of work she does. Um, it's legal though. So no one get any ideas. Um, so she has a client, uh, a female client that she takes care of and she found out and she found out that this, uh, particular client is actually a member of the Seattle Kraken organization. And she was like, Oh, Hey, my brother does a podcast, blah, blah, blah. I, Jeff, I think I told you about this before. Um, come to find out this woman that my, that my sister sees like on a weekly basis is very high up in the organization is like a former uh, collegiate athlete, the whole deal. And is like the uh, right-hand person to Ron Francis. And this person said that Ron is such a good, genuine dude that she got this position with the organization because she was actually attending a birthday party. Ron Francis was there. He knew about her background and he flat out offered her a job um, at the birthday party and was just like, Hey, um, you know, I know about what you did in college. I know about your sports background and you know, everything else. Do you want to come work for the Kraken? And boom, that's how she got the job. That's the kind of guy that Ron Francis is. It reflects on him. And this is not about Ron, but it's about Haxel, but I think it reflects on Haxel as well. And I think he's just a, a good dude that's putting the right people in place. So we have to trust it. We trust him. And that's an awesome story. And I love hearing things like that where, you know, good, good people do good things with other good people. Right. So that's awesome. All right. So thanks Jared for that. Um, three stars of the week. I'm going to roll through mine pretty quick here. It's pretty simple. Uh, but basically this is where we, um, talk about our personal lives. You know, we rank what is awesome and what we're into right now. Um, and I'm going to start with my third star being the beach. It was exactly what I needed the start to, to the summer. My, my, you know, my wife, the same time we like just relaxed, like being away from the house, um, the kids were nuts, but my, my in-laws were awesome and they took the kids for a bit, a bit so we could go have some date nights and that sort of thing. Nice. So like 
nothing crazy happened. We had some good meals. Food there is phenomenal. We stayed uh, along 30A. Like the food there is really good, which was nice um, because our part of Louisiana does not have the best food, which is shocking to hear because I don't live in New Orleans. New Orleans is different. And long story short, is the beach was my third star and it was great. Top beach moment. Um, I would say dinner with the wife. I had, we had some really good dinners. It was nice. So we had two, two nights in a row of going out to dinner and the in-laws were just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Which is so totally cool. So, um, you know, there's a place on 38 called the view. Um, and you look over the Gulf and you eat food and you drink. And we just got like a bunch of apps and a bunch of drinks and we just chilled out for two hours and it was awesome. So that was my favorite moment. Yeah. It's good. My, uh, my third star, and this will be quick, are sleep masks because I have not liked them previously. I thought it just felt weird to sleep with something on my face, but now I am not only accustomed to it, but I cannot sleep without it. So I am officially in the sleep mask era of my life. So I throw one on. Everything is pitch black. I sleep like a freaking baby. Um, so, you know, shout out to everyone else out there that's, uh, you know, supportive of uh, sleep mask because I am riding that train till the day I die. Huh, dude, I might have to try that. Oh, it's um, beautiful. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to try it. My, my uh, second star is Conan O'Brien. Okay. I've, I've always loved Conan, and I just hadn't really, you know, obviously he's not on anything, you know, nationally right now, um, but his podcast is phenomenal. Conan needs yes. a friend. I just started listening to that um, a couple, you know, months ago. Um, he's got a new season of Conan. Oh gosh, I forgot what it's called. It's like Conan around the world where he just like basically goes to a different city um, somewhere in the world and he just does funny shit and started watching that again. Um, the new season's coming out, I think in the next month or so. So I'm pumped about that. But Conan just reminds, like he just, I watch him for like inspiration. I watch him to like, just like his humor is, is just right in my jam. I've watched him since the very beginning of him getting on and having the late show um so it's nice to go back in time but see some new shit from conan o'brien i love that guy i remember when he was riding on the simpsons and i was like man like this i mean one of many talented riders but just insane um yeah also speaking of his podcast i just listened to an episode two days ago where he had bill Hader on listen to that interview it's amazing i was i did crying laughing it was so good no Um, i did i did my second my second star of the week and this kind of ties into your top beach moment my second star of the week is not having kids um (laughs) i went to (laughs) no i love my show i do i know i know i almost put in parentheses sorry jeff um it's okay my no my second star of the week is not having kids i went to what i thought was a friend's birthday party did not know that it was like a conjoined birthday party with another adult who i did not know that was like 20 minutes away from the house which in louisiana it's like oh my god i might as well be driving to nebraska um and so i went and the person that was also their birthday party has like three kids and they're running around and they were screaming and just, you know, doing kid things, being like little toddlers. I don't, I don't even know what taller age, like what three, five. Um, yeah. Sure. And so loud that I actually thought someone was being hurt or hurting them. I said to one of my friends, I'm like, are they okay? Like what is like someone and like, Oh no, they're just playing. And I'm just like, Holy shit, man, kids are fucking loud because the whole time I'm hanging out in the kitchen and I'm just pounding seltzers and eating cookie cake. And I'm like, you know, what's awesome not having to chase around toddlers right now and just crushing this cookie cake and just pounding seltzers. And then when I want to leave, which is about like an hour and a half in after I've done the whole, like, Oh my God, how's work been on all those bullshit conversations. Um, and I was able to just roll out. So I was very thankful 
that I was not one of the parents um, that had to chase around toddlers the entire time because I ate a lot of cookie cake and a lot of donuts and like pulled pork sandwiches. It was fantastic. Well, dude, you know, when you're going to, you're going to re- regret saying that. When, <laughs> I'm going to try to think of an example of like, uh, there's no good example. I love having children, but all the things you just mentioned sound glorious. I, it was nice. I, that's why I guess my moment at the beach was just my wife and I, which is nice. <laughs> so I, I just stood back and I watched the chaos. And as it was unfolding, I'm just like, yeah, I'll take some more cookie cake. All right. So that's awesome. My number one star, pretty simple. Uh, it's my birthday month. It's June. We've got uh, my son's birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. We've got tons of stuff planned for that. I'm totally pumped. Um, and it kind of leads into, uh, your first star, which is awesome. Um, also too, my birthday's on Juneteenth, by the way, which is pretty neat that, uh, um, I've known about Juneteenth for a long time and I'm happy that in the past two years it's become a national holiday. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm glad to share my birthday on such an epic, awesome, uh, day, a historic day for our country. And that leads into your number one star, which is pride month and i had to write down like the acronyms i didn't want to screw this up lgbtqia plus like man listen like i don't want to be all cliche and coin like love is love but like for real i've always like my whole like life mantra mantra whatever you want to call it has always been um let people do whatever the fuck makes them happy and as long as they're not hurting other people then why do you care and that right. like that that expands to Anyone and everyone, regardless of what they're into, orientation, gender, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I'm a full uh, full supporter. Those are my people. I will be out uh, in the French Quarter probably multiple times throughout this month, uh, probably drinking and celebrating a little bit uh, too much. And I'm very, very... Uh, very excited. Also for me, when it comes to like the gays specifically, those motherfuckers know how to party because every time I end up going out with them, I'm hungover for two days. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. And like also stay in like really good shape and travel and how have these great jobs. So they're, they found out a way to live life that I, that I like aspire to live at. And I don't know if I can keep up with. So it's pride month uh, to everyone out there that celebrates. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Let's keep pushing this shit. And uh, yeah, let people do whatever makes them happy. Exactly right. Well, um, tell you what, there's a lot going on. I'm pumped for the finals. I'm ready to watch them. And like I said, we're going to get a little more consistent in what we're doing. So, um, you know, with that, have an awesome week. Enjoy the Stanley Cup finals this week. Um, I'm excited to see. I, I just, I, I might flip-flop 10 different times on, you know, who's going to win this thing. But um <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. Now I'm thinking Florida again. Anyway, let's let that let that go. Thank you for listening to this 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 podcast. We appreciate you over this summer. Um, have an awesome start to your summer, Joey. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Kraken Pod, and we're not taking any time off from our chirp of the week. So I'll leave you with our Kraken Pod chirp of the week. Fuck you, Marianne. Your mitt looks like Babe Ruth's ball glove from the dirty thirties. If twenty more dudes spat chewing tobacco in it, your mitt's actually a work of art, Betty Ann. Like Salvador Dali's melting clocks, but instead of melting clocks, it's melting salad bowls of off-pink ice cream. 